You know what we're talking about today? What are we talking about? I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how we do it, y'all. Last minute. Led by the spirit. Not quite. There's one of us that's a planner. And there's one of us that is better at flowing in the spirit. If you can guess which one is which, we'll give you nothing. <laughs> we ain't got nothing to give y'all, but congratulations. All right, let's pray. We are Shell and Aaron Odom, founders of A Radical Relationship. Our testimony is one of redemption from divorce, addiction, and witchcraft. Here at A Radical Relationship, our mission is to empower men and women to go deeper in their relationship with God, self, others, and their calling through self-examination first. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Father God, thank you for this wonderful, beautiful day. Thank you for all that you're doing in our lives um, and through us to grow your kingdom. Father, we pray that your name be exalted above all others, um, the name of Jesus. We pray that through this message, um, people are able to get something useful out of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so today's topic is bum, bum, bum. finding hope in hard situations and thriving in the waiting so here's the thing here's the thing the thing is sometimes we're gonna have to wait and we don't like that we don't like having to wait like that i gotta do like this so i can see my boo gotta look into those pretty blue eyes while i'm talking <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to do um, this topic just around what it looks like to continue to persevere through hard circumstances and move forward and not remain stagnant when we're just encountering things in life that are just straight up hard in those seasons. Um, someone asked me recently about dealing with betrayal and... Um, you and I definitely know betrayal well in different ways from former romantic relationships. And I just went back to that time, a time in my marriage where I just remember feeling like if I'm stuck <laughs> for the rest of my life, this feels like something that I'm going to have to endure instead of something that I'm going to have to enjoy. And so I wanted to just provide us with a sobering perspective that there will be time in between where you're at and seeing circumstances change or seeing the promise be fulfilled that you're going to have to learn how to make the most of that season because if not it's going to feel much longer than it has to if you don't learn how to enjoy it so let's start with you What's a hard situation in life that you've encountered that you felt was hard to endure and hard to have hope in? 
So today I was actually at Teen Challenge. I was talking with some guys, and I was like, man, um, it's really hard. I, I tell them my story, and I tell them, you know, about the successes and what God's doing in my life. You know, hey, I'm married, got a house, just started a business. Like, God wants to do these things for you, too. Because I know that coming from that kind of life where you burned all bridges, um, for me, it was before I came to Teen Challenge, you know, didn't have anywhere to live, didn't have any money, didn't have anyone to help me out because I burned all those bridges. Um, very, you know, I gained my hope from honestly being taken off to jail, you know, and it was there, uh, I guess, being there for a little while. I kind of started to come to God, and but it was also that that made me fully appreciate, you know, the program I was going through. Because um, I feel like some people, they haven't been through a hard enough struggle yet to appreciate, um, you know, what God's trying to do in their life. And, mm. you know, like we were watching that movie, um, Jesus Revolution. He said, you know, you have to have a personal experience. You have to have an understanding for yourself to come to Christ. It's nothing that nobody else can say or do um, to make you have to, you know, you just got to go through it. I just had to go through that hard thing uh, before I was ready to say, hey, I want to do something different. You know, I need to change my life. But going back to that, like, it's really hard to see when you have no money or no nothing, you know, no friendships, no relationships, um, when you've just totally hit rock bottom it's hard to have hope and it's hard to see like that God wants to build you up um I could say I've never I would have dreamed I was that I'm right here where Mm -hmm. I am right now a year after completing the program I never would have imagined being married or owning a home you know or starting my own business like those things were just like completely off the table but yeah it's just it's cool because there was a lot of waiting waiting in teen challenge waiting afterwards you know um waiting while not having a car and searching for a job but then like when god moves he moves like i don't know any way to put it but like a gust of wind you know he Mm. just he just comes in and swipes you up off your feet and it's like you know it's a god thing because He's putting all these things together and they're working so perfectly, like in sync and in tune with one another. And it's just happening so fast. And it's like, this is what I've been preparing you for. Yeah. So one of the lessons that I feel like I have been constantly reminded of here recently is that is how intentional we have to be in the pursuit of the promise because I feel like sometimes we're just waiting on God to change our circumstance and we are expecting a miracle and expecting something to change and so I just want to remind everybody that it's it's faith plus works you know like unless God has said be still chill don't make no moves I got you like there can always be intentional things that we are doing in the season to not remain stagnant so can I add to that? Yeah, and I was going to ask you a question, but go ahead. Oh, so I feel like for us, that involves, you know, fasting and our morning devos. Because, mm. like, out of every season of fasting, has, you know, blessings have followed. And, like, it was because we were seeking the Lord, putting, but we're putting in the work. Like, some people would just be like, oh, I'm going to church. 
that's enough. It's like, no, you need to seek, 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 seek. You know, like he doesn't call us just to show up on Sundays. Yeah, that's good. And that kind of answers the question that I was going to ask you, which was what it looked like for you to be intentional in a situation like job loss where like you can't make nobody give you a job Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but there are ways that you can be intentional and not remain stagnant and so that praying and seeking God and fasting and just doing your part to be able to hear from God and discern what it is that he's calling you to in a season and even in that that was part of the way that we were able to discern I think God wants you to be jobless right now. And so that is when we stopped seeking a job and started just seeking God about next steps. And so moving forward and not being stagnant can look different, but we never stop seeking God about the next step, even when surrendered to not having a job in that season. And I mean, I continued to look for jobs, but they weren't the right, you know what I'm saying? They weren't the right ones. Um, And I think we were talking about this the other day. Um, you know, there's lots of Christians who they, I guess, take most of their walk and they base it on the Bible on strictly on, you know, what they, the information they're getting from the Bible. And it's like, we were talking about how it takes an extra step of faith to go from what's in the Bible to becoming in tune with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Spirit to guide you, having that discernment, you know, and um, it, it, yeah, it takes an extra step of faith, and it, it's not easy, but you have, you know, you can't get that unless you're getting alone with God, unless you're fasting, unless you're, um, you know, having your quiet times, unless you're talking with other people about it. Yeah, and one thing that I appreciate about that, um type of faith is that oftentimes the situations that we encounter are the things that are not talked about in the Bible. For example, the same person who asked me about dealing with grief, she's like, well, what does the Bible tell me to do to move forward? And I'm like, well, it deals, it deals a lot with your heart, but it don't give you the step-by-step guide of like, okay. And then once you've been betrayed, do this. So I'm like, that's where the Holy spirit comes in because what's going to be necessary for you might be different for someone else. So you've now got to start to seek him with a sincere heart. And I, my advice was, you know, first start with just being really raw and honest with God, because I think one thing that we can do as Christians is feel like we need to button it up when we take it to God, because that's how we should be responding. But one of the things that I wrote down in my notes here was David as an example of just raw vulnerability look like when you read through the Psalms, you just see him in the hills and valleys praising God and then also in despair like why are you letting my enemies overtake me he was just being just raw and honest and vulnerable no matter what it was that he was experiencing and so I want us to be able to look to him as an example of just that authentic vulnerability when we're in hard situations that God can handle our emotions and I think like you said he was he was continuing to ask God why like I used to tell my guys like in all things that are happening in your life you know you should be asking the question like what do you want me to learn from this like god what are you trying to teach me through this um because i think that through all situations in life we can um you know we can relate everything to the spiritual realm everything that happens in this realm is directly correlated with the spiritual realm and i think that when we look at it that way um it allows us to increase our hope but also to see, hey, I'm going through these hard things because 
God's trying to build something in me. You know, I'm trying to, and even when the devil's coming at you, cause he's going to come at you in hard ways and, um, you know, put bad situations in your way, but it says, you know, all things work together for the good. You can always get something out of it. You can always overcome the devil by seeing, you know, God has something better on the other side. Like God wants to do something better. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to continue to carry you. He wants to continue to build you. Yeah. Are you someone who feels that it's time to go deeper? Maybe you're feeling a tug from God to get more serious about your relationship with him. Maybe you recognize that you may be the reason that you're not progressing toward your goals. Or perhaps you're wondering why your relationships are not where you want them to be or why you don't feel like you're living with purpose. If that sounds like you, we invite you to check out what we have to offer. You can kickstart your relationship with God by joining our group coaching program or hopping into a small group in the community. You can also sign up for one-on-one coaching to get some personal help in any of these areas. Not sure where to start? Check out our free quiz at www.aradicalrelationship.com backslash coaching to get started. We hope to see you in the community. One of the um, scriptural verses that I wanted to point out here is a passage of scripture that um, is very encouraging to a lot of us in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, give you a hope and a future. And so that's that's very encouraging, right? It's always encouraging to hear that God has good plans for us. But what I wanted to bring our he has good plans for us when we're living in his will. I think that's an important thing right there. Are you living in God's will for your life? Yeah, for sure. Which is exactly what the previous passage we just quoted. For God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And if you don't love him and you ain't seeking him, then clearly you ain't living in his will. Yeah. So um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 11 um, Verse 10 says, this is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So first off, (laughs) God said (laughs) before he told them that he knew the plans that he had for them, he said, hey, but you're going to be in that place for 70 years. A long time. How about dim apples? A long time. And I wanted to provide that context for sober judgment that, yay, God knows the plans he has for me. Sometimes those plans are not coming in the time frame that you would like them to. (laughs) Yes. And then before that, he gives um, the exiles instructions for how to thrive in this season of captivity. In verse five, he says, build homes and plan to stay, plant gardens and eat the food they produce, marry and have children, then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren, multiply, don't dwindle away and work for the peace and prosperity of the of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for his welfare 
pray to the Lord for its welfare will determine your welfare. So he's not just saying endure. He's telling them thrive in this city that is not your homeland that you've been taken captive to. Sound like he, he wanted to bless them before, you know, the blessing he had planned for him. He's still blessing them. That's good. Like, yeah. Hey, I got this thing for you. You're going to have to wait. But in the meantime, continue to follow what I'm telling you to do. And I'm going to keep blessing you. Yeah. And, and that's the point that I want to drive home that like, man, it's not a matter of if God is going to do it. It's a matter of when God is going mm. to do it, but it's not this idea of just toughing it out and not being able to have a good experience, even leading up to him coming through for you. It's, Man, what does it look like for me to even thrive in a season or thrive through a circumstance that I don't necessarily enjoy, like not having a job, like not having a car, like being in a rough marriage, like relationships being uprooted? What does it look like for me to set my eyes on things that are not on the circumstances so that I don't just tough it out, but I actually enjoy the process which i am definitely i think a lot of that has to do with shifting perspective too um sometimes we shift our perspective you know the way we're looking at things like in those situations i instead of like saying like oh i don't have a job oh i don't this i could be like okay well actually now i have more time uh to join all these small groups and men's groups and you Mm -hmm. know now i have more time to build community with other men now so it's like shifting your perspective to like what you can do. So I know mm-hmm. that a lot of times we feel crippled by the things that are happening to us because we have no control over them. But what do you have control over? Yeah. What can you take, you know, and continue to see God blessing you in your life? Cause there's always some area. It's just sometimes it's about shifting perspective. Yeah, that's good. Two areas where I struggle with this are ministry and finances. When it comes to the ministry, I'm like, do it now, Lord. <laughs> Bring the harvest now. When it comes to finances, turn it around now. <laughs> Pay off the debt now. <laughs> I don't right. enjoy the process. And so lately, even when it comes to something like our finances, I'm like, man, let me just in the everyday be thanking God when I do pay a bill. We have the money to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. We have the money to eat and survive. It may not look like the overflow in this season that I would like for it to look like, but in actuality, God is good. I can I can appreciate <laughs> it though, because I definitely see like the Lord has put us in a position where it's like, you have to rest your faith in me. Look, mm-hmm. I'm gonna provide, even like with the business. Like I'm gonna continue to provide you with the necessary means to live and live, you know, comfortably. I mean, it's not like, like you said, ain't living like in abundance mm-hmm. and we ain't rich or nothing, but, but we're definitely in a place. I feel like we're able to truly rely on God and see that he's providing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, coaching moment. Coaching moment. <laughs> if someone were um, coming. You asking me a question? Uh, I'm just saying, like, if someone were coming um, to us for coaching around this, you know, what could something like this look like in a coaching relationship? And as I was thinking through this, I wrote that 
for something like this, we would probably spend a lot of time in the strategy and action section of our coaching session where we spend a lot of time focusing on the practicals of what do you need to be doing in order to thrive in this season, as opposed to spending a lot of time around vision of like where you're trying to go, (laughs) not being overly focused on where you're trying to go, but just what are the practicals for right now? Um, yeah, don't be overly season. focused on that because I get caught up daydreaming. I'll be like, oh, man, I can see myself doing this. And I start projecting for the future. And it's right. like God's like, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> he like, that that ain't the plan. This is the plan. And sometimes when we like set our eyes and we're, you know, on where we're going, it's usually not where we're going. Mm-hmm. So then we get kind of like a little traumatized i guess when it's like the lord's trying to take us in a different direction we might be a little reluctant yeah yeah and resistant to the new thing that he's trying to do because it doesn't align with our plan yeah so even in a coaching session i would probably bring up a scripture just like this to say hey look at this biblical example and what would it look like for you to do this (laughs) for you to thrive in the area that he has placed you in even though it's not the promise right now and spend some time, um, talking through that. Um, and so then just from a resource perspective, if you would like to just better understand this idea of just how, um, our coaching sessions go and what do I mean by this strategy and action section of coaching versus vision coaching? Um, I recorded, um, mini coaching session um, that's available on our website, eradicalrelationship.com backslash coaching, where I not only walk you through the coaching model, but I also give some examples for different people struggling in our four key areas, relationship with God, self, others, and your calling A very practical questions you can be asking yourself. And so you get a little bit of a free mini coaching session while also getting a taste of what coaching is like. And then if you would like to take that next step forward into coaching around your specific circumstance, at least you have an idea of what our time together would look like and how that would be spent. So again, I invite you to head over to the website, eradicalrelationship.com and click on the coaching tab and it'll be the first video that pops up there. Thriving in the waiting, not something that's easy by any means, but I want everyone to be encouraged that is possible. Possible to have hope and to have joy and to thrive and make the most of an unfortunate situation with God. Yeah. And having an open mind because thriving during those seasons isn't going to look like what you think thriving should look like. Right. It could be, you know, a lot of times for us, I feel like it looked because those are the seasons where I'm thriving the most in my relationship with God. Those mm-hmm. are the seasons where I'm truly in tune and, you know, getting my quiet times in and studying my Bible. And it's like everything else isn't doesn't look like I wanted to. But my relationship with God is thriving. It's where it the most important thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's funny how the Valley experiences bring that out, right? <laughs> well, I feel like when we're going through hard times, the Lord challenges, challenges us because he wants to see that we're relying on him. He wants to see like, hey, when you're going through it, are you coming to me or are you seeking other outlets? Mm-hmm. And I get that's that's another testament. Like God is faithful because he's always seeking us. 
And it's like, we're the ones that, you know, need to, need to become faithful to him. We're the ones that Mm -hmm. need to, to show him that. Yeah. Or are you just trying to figure out yourself? Yep. I think I've heard someone say that our idols get exposed and what we run to, um, in tough times. So. Mm. Praise Jesus, glory, hallelujah. Can I get Praise Jesus, glory, hallelujah. Until next time, folks, we are out. Bye. Bye. Did you know that money isn't the only way that you can support an organization? A review goes a long way. If this podcast helped you in any way or you just want to support us because, you know, we're your people, then help us spread the word. Let the world know that you're rocking with us and you think they should too. Share the podcast, leave a review, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hop into the Facebook group, you know, whatever suits you. Until next time, folks, we are out. Bye, y'all.